Blog Talk Radio. Mary had a little cancer. 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 No cancer left in my body. everybody happy sunday today is october 29th 2023 um we are closing this month out uh this is breast cancer awareness month so um, i'm glad to be able to be here on the last sunday um, of this month of course sharing my journey through uh breast cancer specifically triple negative breast cancer and just my journey through life um we are going to have a uh we're going to have a guest on today we're going to have Shirley on my friend and um host of looking for my give a fuck uh, right here on blog talk radio and that is looking for my give a f-u-k-k not f-u-c-k uh, right here on blog talk radio she's on every sunday at um at 9 a.m., from 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 to 11.30 Central Standard Time, and 12 to 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, So I look forward to that. Uh, We're going to talk about a couple of different things today. We're going to talk about life, um, emotions, feelings, feelings. abandonment, uh, how all of these things play a part in our lives and then also, you know, lead into, they surface physiologically. Um, So it's not just an emotional thing. These things also affect our physical, um, our physical being, the way our body operates from a, um, from a physical standpoint. Um, let me open up the chat room. I don't see Shirley on yet unless that is you calling from the 111 number. And if it is, just text me and let me know. Look, she just texted me. Okay, perfect. So, all right, Shirley is here. I'm going to open up the chat room as well, and then we're going to uh, bring her on. Okay, so the chat room is open, and I'm just going to give you a quick um, rundown of kind of how all this happened and her coming on the show today. So on her show this morning, uh, she, I was on her show this morning, and we were um, just talking about uh, sharing ideas and, and um, kind of how our friendship developed and kind of what we learn from each other, and we share experiences in life and um 
she had a lot of beautiful things to say about me this morning, so I appreciated that. It brought me to tears because everybody knows I'm an emotional uh, person. So um, I see you, Cheryl. I hope you can hear me. You should be able to hear me. I have myself unmuted. Um, I'm about to let you in, so okay, perfect. So without further ado, I will welcome my friend and host of Looking for My Give a Fuck right here on Blog Talk Radio, Shirley. Hi, hold good on. Good morning, Mother's yelling at me. Hi, good morning. Ho- okay. What, Mom? <laughs> she doing this too much. Hi, my mom's talking to... Uh, my mom was talking to my cousin, who happened to be listening to the show this morning and loved our conversation, and a couple of family members, Aww. I just have to say. Yeah, they uh, really, um, they loved it. Um, one of my cousins, uh, he's experienced uh, certain things, and anytime I get a you're doing good from Lee J. Favors, that's huge. That's up there with God. That's up there with God. And then my other cousin, I mean, they are, first of all, the most intelligent and beautiful people in the world. And second of all, when I say anything that really touches their soul, I know I'm going in the right direction because they know me as sissy, crazy, whatever, whatever. Um, But they also see my maturity and they understood what I was sharing with you because, you know, everyone's kind of going through some stuff. So I'm glad that I was big enough to share, and I'm glad that we're having this conversation, and um, I have some growing to do, and I guess we could all do it together, so there you go. Amen to that, girl, and tell moms that I say, good morning, beautiful. Um, oh, she gossiping. She always gossiping. We, yeah, I, I know. I know. I've kind of <laughs> picked that up already. Um, so, yeah, I, we all have some growing to do, right? All of us. Uh, and I think that it's a, a wonderful, beautiful thing. And I was actually having kind of a shitty evening last night and a shitty morning this morning, and I can say thank you for brightening my day. You brought joy to me this morning, so I appreciate that. Now I'm outside um, mm. listening to the birds chirp, enjoying the sunshine and the beautiful little puffy clouds that are in the sky and mm. the leaves turning, so... Thank you for allowing me to um, to see something else this morning that I didn't see when I opened my eyes. So. Good. Okay. Thank you. Um, no more sappy you. shit. You're welcome. Oh, fuck <laughs> that. We're going to be sappy for 50 uh, minutes. No, I'm just joking. Okay, fine. We probably will be, and that's okay. <laughs> um, so... I know that we kind of wanted to finish the discussion that we had started. And for those of you that didn't hear it, you can go back to the archives for today's date um, on Blog Talk Radio and just look up uh, the show Looking for My Give a Fuck, and that's F-U-K-K, not (laughs) F-U-C-K. And you will hear the beginning of where this started at. So, Shirley, if you want to kind of take us back, since you kind of started this, if you want to take everybody back, so that we yeah. can continue. Absolutely. Um, Mary and I, um, we became friends. Uh, she's on the morning show, J. King. Um, what is it, J. King? The King's in the Morning. And uh, I know J. King, and I happen to just be listening. And, and this was a particular time she was sharing about her cancer. And I immediately, out of etiquette and respect, contacted Jay and said, you know, do you, is it okay if I just reach out to her? And it wasn't a, I'm sorry for her reach out to her, just kind of like, I never done that before because I could really care less about the average person or persons in general, honestly. But there was a connection there. And I con- 
called her and through conversation and, and through her story, she strengthened me. But, and then she did the show. Uh, she created her first show. That, that was, that was funny. Um, and I told her, I said, you'll find your voice one day. And I never understood that until someone told me that about 20 years ago. Well, in the meantime, um, we talked for hours and it was really necessary because I was going through my own transformation, you know, my own pity parties and, Talking to her, you can't have them for long because, first of all, once in a while, you have to remember that she's white. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> but um, then something shifted. Um, her mom got sick. She shared with me prior, prior to that, um, her husband that, you know, at the time, she showed me all the goods and the bads. And then the cancer rolled in. And then she was still his friend. I mean, the strength of her story with her ex is amazing. And then he gets married. And there were times when she would just say how wonderful that was. I'm like, no, I want to fight, you know, because I'm kind of ignorant. But the love that she has for him that is not based on having to be with him, just the unconditional friendship love, it was very surprising to me. And and it was new because I, I don't um, – I, I'm not that mature, I can say, emotionally. At that time, I wasn't. Now I'm very much so. But then her mom got sick, and she went to go see her mom. She was living with these crazy um, roommates prior to that. And even though she was crazy and she would tell me the story, she always said, but they're good inside. But, you know, there was always this, although they're doing this, there's some greatness there, and I'm going to focus on that. And then she got in the car, and I think uh, it was after your mom passed. Um, even with that, she, she, we, we shared some really weird connections. Like, I could feel this, and, you know, and helped her through that but you know honestly she was able to pull herself back up to get you so quickly I, I never realized there must be at nights where she cries because it just this is a crazy time my mother said at the time when I became Mary's friend she goes well she needs you I'm like why would Mary need me but we needed each other and we still do um the losing of your mother but she hold on see that's my damn mom yes mom I'm doing Mary's show uh, tell Curtis I'll call him right back sorry see Okay, just leave my phone down there, Mommy. Thank you. Live radio. <laughs> yes, live radio. She's. I'm just bringing you the phone. Mommy, you can, t- you can keep the phone downstairs, Mom. Okay, I don't know where she is. Oh, there she's right here. Say hi, Mom. Mary's. Hi, Mary. How are you doing, my dear? Hello, beautiful. I'm wonderful, you're on the beautiful. show. How are you doing? Oh, well, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'll talk to you after the show. Hope you're doing fine, and you're looking absolutely stunningly beautiful. Oh, Lord, Jesus. All right. Hello. Hello. Thank you so See? much, Ma. I appreciate it. And, and Mother, yes, and Mother so was beautiful. there to help. So then she gets in the car, and um, she moves to this, wherever the hell she's at now. Um, and I watched Rocket this. Rocket City, Alabama. So, yeah, wherever. That damn country ass, beautiful place. No. And, and then... And even before that, she was re-diagnosed and she had to deal with stuff. So she's traveling. Her mother dies. Her husband, her ex-husband gets married and she's healing and, and, you know, and she gets to this new town and she begins to look for companionship. And I'm just like, Mary, God damn it. Focus on yourself, blah, blah, blah. I'm just really hard on her. And she really met some wonderful people and she was able to share with them the love that she claimed she was looking for, she was pouring it out to people that she was meeting, men, women, you know, friends, it didn't matter. And a lot of, because uh, we talk about some of the people she has dated, she has opened up their souls. 
Now, when someone opened up my soul about 10, 15 years ago, it's like, wait a minute, it's open now. This is scary. What does it look like? Who's going to bother me? Oh, my God. It's a very, very difficult thing. Um, and, and, and some of the people that she's dating, they're going through life transformation. They're like, okay, my heart's open. This ain't supposed to be right. Well, what's happening here? Someone really cares about me. What do you mean? Do you really care about me? And then married on the other end, it's like, I opened it heart, but I'm looking for love. And am I ready? And it's so funny. They're, they're like two ships in the, you know, night passing, but yet they're together. It's just so strange. And the other day I just really kind of got like, God damn it, Mary, just get it together. Do this, do this, do that. And, and she said, well, you know, Cheryl, I'm not like you. I'm okay with just having the basics, which I completely ignored that because everyone should want more than a million dollars in their bank account all day, every day. But then I had to stop. I said, oh, wow. Mary doesn't talk about this a lot, but she's battled cancer twice. And every moment of her life, whether I like it or not, is looking for that momentary, whether it's love, respect, honor, whatever, because tomorrow for reals is not for reals, for reals. We talk about that. But when you have cancer once and then twice, for reals, tomorrow looks different every hour, every tomorrow, I guess. And even with that, she's not bitter. She's not anything. She's sitting there saying, I understand. We, ne- we never had this direct conversation. We're talking to have it online, but I mean, on the radio. But she, I said, why are you looking for love? Just men are not everything, blah, 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 blah. And although it, it's, it's not everything, but it's an important fa- focus for her. And I would just get so angry until I realized, and she didn't say it, I'm living my life. For I have seen what life looks like if there's not tomorrow. I am not, I'm not going to sit here and, and wallow in it or pity in it. I'm going to live and I'm going to look for love. I want love. I want to feel love. I, it's not about I don't have time for it. She's like, I just want it right now. And I'll kiss a whole bunch of frogs and an alligator, but I'm going to get what I want. And every person that she has been with, whether they have been very nice to her or not, yeah, she's going to just kiss all kinds of shit. But every person she's encountered, whether I've liked her or not, most not, she has made a positive impact on them. Now, and I'll pass this back to you. I always used to think, you know, white girls with black men, that's a shame. It's no color when you're truly saying, I want love. And although this person's mixed up with it, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt to see love. And I might... My, in my heart might hurt if this doesn't work out, but she doesn't give hate. She doesn't say, fuck you, die like I do, right? No. She's like, well, I'm going to hurt with this. I'll talk about it. I'll keep going. So she's laying the foundation with all these men that don't even know what love is or what it feels like. And then, you know, in return, she knows she's going to find what she needs. And in addition to that, she knows in the back of her mind, if they tell me I have cancer today, I, I mean, tomorrow, I, I live today. And I brought that all together this morning. I didn't understand. And I think with her show, you know, I, I'm glad we're having this conversation because she's my friend. You're not supposed to die. Are you kidding me? You're, nothing's going to happen to you. That's dumb. You're the one that heals me. Put some onion on your feet and cast her I'm like, okay, whatever. And um, one thing I wanted to add is I had another friend, a very good friend, who had cancer and she ultimately died but she was pretty every single day even on her deathbed she was beautiful i'm like god damn it eva the fuck make it look like you're sick what are you doing why are you still dating what's going on and he was like why every day of my life i'm gonna live and you should see her in her bed when you know it was time to go she was still beautiful i had that makeup on 
and we didn't understand. We didn't understand until that time Eva called me and said, well, Shirley, I'm getting a little tired now. I need you to do my legal stuff. I didn't know that when you have such a disease, your body starts to do things. It just doesn't. I, I was thinking that the way you have cancer, you're like dancing like Michael Jackson in that movie. I mean, in that video. Do you remember the time? Okay, remember he spins around and turns into gold dust? I swear to God, I thought that <laughs> when they say you have cancer, you just one day are walking and one wow. day you're not. I think you, yeah, I mean, you have to understand. I thought that was my pneumonia issue too. <laughs> so I was mad at my friend. I was like, why do you look beautiful? You're supposed to fight this. You're supposed to be looking terrible. You're not supposed to be dating and fucking around. She's like, why? You're supposed to be at the club in Vegas and, you're, and your leg gives out. She says, why? Why? I'm a live came to Mary. Not that she has anything like my friend Eva, but when she said, I just want to be loved, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many other things to worry about, like getting a great job and do this and do that. She's like, really? So in summarizing it, um, if you have someone, which we all kind of know someone that that has a situation with cancer or just yourself, it's like, we're always waiting for them to look like it's going to take them instead of them living and living the best way they could possibly live. I mean, we just, I just take it for granted. I've been arguing with you about you need to do this, 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 that. And I never sat back and said, what's good for her until we talked yesterday. So again, like I said earlier, I apologize for not seeing the totality of it. And I honor and I appreciate you. And, you know, whatever I can do, not just being a regular friend, but a friend of someone who has experienced cancer not only once, but twice, um, there's some learning I need to do. For instance, you need to say, hey, Shirley, uh, you know, uh-uh. No, 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 no. I know you believe you got 10 years, nigga. I know I might not. Let's roll, you know. So that's another level of, of being a great friend and understanding cancer and understanding life and love and wanting to give and wanting to live your best life. We talk about it, but it's not until your life is threatened do you live about it. There you go. I pass it to you. Well, <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> um course I'm gonna try I'm trying my best not to be uh crazily emotional because excuse me. Because mm-hmm. you um that was very special. Wow, sure. Well, talk about your feelings. Why was that? I mean, with me, I'm embarrassed that I didn't see it earlier. I feel like as a friend, I'm thinking we're so close, and I failed the basic friendship 101, understanding the totality of happenings because I was so ignorant to the the, the severity of the issue, the, the what you have gone through. And I'm just talking to you like, girl, get your butt up, and you're going to do this, you're going to do that. I'll give you $100. I mean, you know, I'm just all fast on the top. You're like, bitch, sit the fuck back down. Sit down. Let me Let me enjoy this leaf right here. So talk about it because well, I, mm-hmm. I think that when you put it in the way that you put it, it actually made me understand it better. So, again, it was like God does everything for a reason. All of that had to transpire for, for this moment to happen, for me to be able to go, wow, I forgot some of that stuff. 
I was starting to forget some of that stuff because I was putting myself so much into so many other people, pouring myself out. It was like, you know, my cups had started to feel a little empty. Um, you know, this morning I woke up and, and you know, it was like, okay, I I just, I don't know, you know. Um, and, and, and the way that you put what you said today was like, okay, you know what? You need to refuel. You know, I, I said this morning on your show, you know, we have we have friends, um, you know, that always have our back, and you know, you have certain friends, you have, you have friends for different reasons, right? All different, all your friends give you something different, and sometimes you do need to be. A lot of times, you need to be held accountable, and there's a lot of things that you have said throughout our um, friendship and throughout our conversations that makes me have to really take a look at myself because there's mm-hmm. things that it's like, okay, but you need to be holding yourself accountable. So you are my accountability friend, right, amongst, mm-hmm. you know, a whole other plethora of of, of types of friends. But um, I can't – the being reminded of all of these things that have happened that have transpired in my life. I mean, everybody's story, everybody has a testimony, everybody's been through some shit and I don't discount anybody's because mine may be greater or theirs may be greater. The severity of this, the severity of that, it's all our own. Um, mm-hmm. And the way for me to get through all of those things that have happened to me um, or that have just happened in my life. They haven't happened to me. They've just happened. Um, I am so grateful that I have been able to continue to do that with love, without resentment, with compassion, with grace. I have my moments where I don't have that. I have my moments where I, you know, revert back. We all do. However, 90 8% of the time, I'm always living the moment for the moment. It may not mm-hmm. be what everybody else's moment looks like, but it's my moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I get through all of this stuff because I'm mm-hmm. able to see, I try to see the light in things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so what? So, all of this that happened today just it has reminded me of that, and I needed that. I needed that refuel today. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you for honoring me and our friendship. No worries. No worries. Um. But you know, <clears throat> I just don't think. You know, gosh. One time, um, or maybe I read it, or maybe you said something, people that are experiencing or have cancer, been diagnosed with or living with or fighting forever cancer, there's this isolation. And it's not that there are not people around them loving them, caring about them, but just the general understanding. You know, again, my friend Eva had lots of friends, and we were pissed. We couldn't get it, and she couldn't understand why we were pissed. (laughs) You know, there was just like, you know... We, we couldn't, we didn't get it. And then one time she actually videotaped something for breast cancer awareness. It was a video. And it was the first time we 
saw her cry. They're like, oh, shit, wait, hold up. But we wasted two years of what the fuck, and she she lived for three, uh, five. And her vulnerabilities kicked in. We're like, oh, shit. But she also said, I can't, I can't, I can't roll on this. I can't, I, I mean, I got, I got to keep going. Life in general kicks your ass, and, you know, and this kind of kicks it a little bit too. So she, and she, she had to create this space of staying at her highest being, that physical realm with her going, I am, I am awesome. Great. I don't know what she did at night on the spiritual cares and, you know, but no one was going to destroy her, um, or know her business or feel sorry for her um, when she was outside, even inside. We went to, one time to check on her just knowing she was going to look fucked up. Nope. Makeup on. I'm like, really? Makeup on, wait, food and refrigerator and fed us. And her house was like from homes and garden. I mean, she could do no wrong. We're just like, damn it. And we looking like shit trying to, <laughs> you know, see her in a bad light. She's like, y'all need, she's like, y'all need to stop worrying about me and start getting, getting you looking better because y'all look like shit. <laughs> y'all probably going over there looking like shit okay. thinking she's going to look like shit. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah. we'll just celebrate all of us looking like shit. <laughs> And she and you went over there and she said, no, I don't think so. Wait a minute. Not only that, I can remember this to this very day. We're thinking she hasn't been to the store. She's like, girl, I order groceries, okay? She has this embarrassing. She had had a big platter of fruit, fresh fruit, and then croissants. And then I think we had mimosas or something. We're like, you're not supposed to drink. She's like, really? Stop, stop. And the house was beautiful. We just felt stupid. I had a scarf on my head and shit. I was like, well, well, well. <laughs> oh, my so goodness. Funny. You did not. <laughs> I was like, well, um, you know, because I'm just a walking bitch. And then the, I don't know if I said this part. This is so funny. She was still dating, dating online, doing all this other stuff. So she meets this guy online, and he's married. So the wife calls her, and she says, because she's a Hispanic girl, and the, wife, and the wife's cussing her out. And she said, you shouldn't talk to me like that. I have cancer. We started laughing. <laughs> We, and she laughed. She said that didn't work. <laughs> she told the lady, "I don't give a lady, I don't give a damn." She said, "I have cancer." Stop fucking around. Oh my! I'll never forget that. We're like Eva. It's not working. And so she even tried to use that for the pity party. Oh, that lady was like, "That lady cussed." I don't give a damn. <laughs> she said, oh my goodness. I said, did you, did you know he was married? She goes, well, no, until she called me. I just thought she would relax when she knew I had consa. She said I like that, too. I consa. I, oh, my God. So we learned a lot, but I, I, but I knew her before and then during and then after. But I met you, and I'm just so hard on you. I'm like, wait a minute. What, what is it about? And you know what it is, in my opinion? You've seen what it looks like when someone says you have something. You go, hmm, things that make you go, hmm. And then you always lived your life. And then after a, a divorce, you're thinking, okay, well, you know, I, I really do want to find love. And I was looking at it all wrong. I'm like, you're trying to jump into something because you just got divorced, whatever. You're like, no, no, I really kind of just want to have love. <laughs> and you give yeah, everyone I a mean, chance. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes two and three, four and five chances. That's just, you know what? I, I keep, um, I, I've done this to myself before, right? Like I have said, and I, I started doing this 
um, the last couple of days. And you know, you know, some personal things that have happened in the last few days. So I started thinking to myself, you know what, I'm just, I'm so done with this. I'm so, and then I'm like, why am I letting other people's actions or inactions or whatever change what it is? Like, I'm not going to allow them to change the dynamics of who people think I should be, what I should, no, I I do. I want to find companionship. I want to find someone I can, you know, spend my last days with. If you think about it, and I don't know, this isn't even talking from a cancer realm, right? We are not meant to do life alone on this earth, okay? And, yes, I have friends, I have family, but I want to go home to somebody every day, Um and or maybe maybe I just think that I want to go home to somebody every day. Sometimes I think that too because I'm like, wait, do you really want to do that? Uh, you're kind of free right now to do whatever. And we've talked about that too. Um, so I'm kind of back mm-hmm. and forth with that. But in the end, I, I want to find somebody that I want to go home to every day. Yeah. You know, and that wants to come home to me every day, and that wants to do life together. Um. You know, it may sound corny, it may, and I don't give a shit how it sounds to anybody else. That's my reality, and it doesn't have to be anybody else's. Um, and, you know, in the process, whether it works out with the people that I have seen or that I'm seeing, um, there, there will be, there is no bitterness, right? God does put our, I, I had a conversation with someone um the other day, and I told, you know, it was like, hey, look, you know, God God put us in our lives, in each other's lives for a season, you know, and sometimes those in seasons change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and that's okay. No reason for resentment. No, I'm thankful for the things that you showed me, like there was the experiences that we had together. Um mm-hmm. Because what's the point of seeing anything else? What's the point of seeing it any different? I'm not going to walk around with that or carrying those bags on my back anymore. I always refer to Erica Badu and Bag Lady, one of my favorite songs. Um, and I never could really understand or really mm-hmm. even think about the concept of being able to let these bags go. With you as a song, you know, back when it came out, I'd be like, bitch, you don't know my story. <laughs> I can't let these bags go. They're attached to me. Like, you just don't. I got to keep these bags. I got these bags that are helping me protect myself. And it was like, no, it's not. It never was. Um, So when I was finally able to, you know, let those bags go uh, by the grace of God and cancer, (laughs) honestly, I mean, Mm -hmm. as crazy as it sounds, um, just I I can't, I can't you know now I can, now I, I understand the concept now I get it you know and um and no matter what anybody else's actions or you know like I said earlier no matter what anybody else does I can't control what other people do I can't control how other people think I can only control what I do and what I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to love you regardless. I'm going to be respectful to you regardless. I'm going to have grace to you regardless, um, mm-hmm. whether you show it or not. And 
I'm going to go to sleep every night knowing that I at least attempted to do the right thing. And if you, you know, mm-hmm. I did the right thing by me. Because mm-hmm. by me is all I can I can think about. And that well, yeah. helped me get through all of this stuff. There mm-hmm. there was something that I did think about um, when you when you brought this conversation up today on your show, I was like, man, for some reason, abandonment popped in my head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's something, you know, that I have struggled with all my life is maybe I hold on so much to sometimes some things that I should just let go in hopes that things will you know, be better or, you know, whatever. Some people need time. They've been through things, you know, whatever. I, I have a lot of patience. Um, and I think that, you know, as I look back in my life, there have been some serious abandonment issues. And I wonder if that's why I hold on so much. Um, Probably. I mean, I think we all have some sort of abandonment issues, but if if I can be honest with what I have noticed about you, you you like to you want that attention, you get the attention, and then you're over it. It's like relationship ADHD, uh, you know, syndrome. Um, Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Let me it's say like, one I want thing to that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why I said, do I really want the, somebody to go <laughs> home to, or do I really like the thought of doing that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Because I do know that you are correct. For those listeners mm-hmm. out there, she is correct. Even though that's a, mm-hmm. and that's something that's like kind of a, like, that's a serious thing to deal with. You really got to be honest about mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. But, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I had to get that. No, um, I, I do think the abandonment issues and, 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 and the self-esteem and all that, I mean, again, you, you like to keep some form of drama, even if there isn't any, you, you'll drum it up. You're like, okay, here I am, here I am, you want this attention, and then even if that tension is mixed with drama, you like the drama, and then when it gets real, a part of, something kicks in, and that has been the part that I've been confused about. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You say you want love. You create the intention. You get the drama. You get whatever, whatever. And then when it's time to like, okay, this might happen, and you tell me you want love because you want the attention, there's a break right here. And you find a way to let it go. Now, here's what happens when you let it go. You don't really let it go. You just move to another situation to keep your mind off of it, and then ultimately you, 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 you get back to it. You know, so it's like you want the love. It shows up. Nothing's easy. You know, a lot of times two people come together. As you work through it, all of a sudden you like to freeze up and, and you know, like, okay, uh, yeah, that was good. The person has a moment and says, you know, I need to step off because it's all heavy. His heart's getting open or not just for you, just for life in general. It's kind of like a person that's been locked up in a room and then all of a sudden he goes outside, just like you just said, appreciating the sun and the wind and the leaves and all of a sudden taking that in and someone saying, you're entitled to have all that with me. And you're going, 
well, how come I can't have it with myself? What's going on? You know, so there's a lot of dynamics that I experienced that we talked about with some of the people that you've dated. And then all of a sudden, the first thing I said to you, I said, as soon as this nigga falls in love, excuse my language, as soon as this man falls in love, because you're not allowed to have that. <laughs> as soon as this man falls in love, you're just going to, you know, I said, hey, would you be ready? You're like, uh-uh. And that's not, that's not right. That's not right for you or him. And it's like, wait, you want to be loved, but then when it shows up, you play games, and then it just keeps going around. Then ultimately, you keep him on, but you ignore him, and you go to another person, another person. And you always these other people that come after this abeyance that you're in when it's this relationship that you're afraid of. You always try to justify the purpose for them being in your life. And I'm like, well, as long as you're stuck with that first relationship, these are just these are just things that keep you in drama and keep you distracted. And even spending a little bit of time with these people because you are trying to be distracted, you are opening up certain parts of them that it's, it's a vulnerable positions. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm, you know, number two, number three, I'm back with one. I'm good. And I'm just like, you can't, that hurts. Feelings hurt, <laughs> you know, getting your heart broke hurts. Um, and then bringing people to their light and saying, hey, that's huge. And a person that is exposed to their better selves, they are going to have an attachment to someone that led them there until they're able to walk their own accord. So I know of several people that you've opened up because of your graciousness, of your love and wanting to be loved. All that stuff works. And you've opened up their chakras and you're like, now nah, I'm going over here. All that, you know. And it's like, you have to be careful. Um you know, if, because that's if, if I can if I can interject really quickly, um, when you say that, so I used to honestly, this is, and I'll share this with you and with all the listeners <laughs> that um, I've only probably shared with a couple of people in my life. But you know, I honestly, I used to feel like, you know, I'm 49. I've been in, you know, a lot of you know long term relationships. Uh, uh, a marriage that, you know, unfortunately did not work out, um, but turned out for the best. And um, I, uh, oh, shit, I just totally lost my train of thought. Oh, I always used to feel like, I always used to feel like, you know, God is putting me in these people's lives for me to show them some, um, some, some light for me Mm -hmm. to help them, you know, get better and that it's okay that even if I find myself um, alone or um, just with me, that, you know, as long as I touch these other people's lives, that I was good with that. Mm -hmm. And I've told myself that since I was a young girl, well, since I was a young child or, you know, at least a teenager. And I wonder, Mm -hmm. like, did I speak that into existence in my life? You know, I've always felt that way, that, you know, Mm -hmm. I I do go into people's lives to show them something, or is that an arrogance in me? You know, (laughs) I struggle with that. Well, I mean, I think it's your natural ability to bring the best out of people. First of all, you give people one chance, two chances, even three. That is a person that says, you know what, 
on, on different levels, this person can be decent. But even spending a little bit of time with you, a person sees things differently, and a person will begin to open up. It's like you plant seeds, and by the, if you still kick it with them, it starts to grow, and then the fucking tree, and then they're like, okay, I'm going to go move to another country. <laughs> but um, what I'm saying about that is these days, people are looking for their give a fuck, okay? People are, oh, my God, you give me life. You give me breath. You give me purpose. You make me look at some things. And so – you can't just do that and be like, okay, but I'm out. I'm, I'm going to go over here to Cousin Lupe um, because that's heavy. That's deep. Um, and you see it as, oh, well, you I know, here, really here, here's your tools. Yeah, here's your tools. Go kick it. Go sh- lie up, bro. Uh, bitch, where? You know, <laughs> you know, and so what happens is they become, uh, they want to be in your space and place. Well, when you don't like them, and you led them to light because you're playing this other game with two or three other people, you shortchange their ability to possibly grow and give to you what you deserve. You open up their you know, chakras to, to love and so on and so forth. And then it takes them a minute just to be able to come around and give it to you. And as if you don't want it, you make sure that no one comes back to give you what you have given to them through just a, a simple conversation, which is quite confusing because the first thing you say is, I want love and to be loved. Well, I see you wanting love because you give love to everyone. You give everybody else what you claim you want, but then you lock the door when it shows up, when it gets tough or when, you know, men especially show love, care differently they have to have their space in place. They do not make decisions like we do because we can go back and forth. They make a decision. A lot of times in this day and age, men are really fighting life in fucking general, okay? They're fighting with just just trying to find their balance. It's hard for any man right now. It's like, fuck it, should I just smoke some dope and keep moving or do I do this or who am I fighting against? The world's changing. Young men now might want to be worried because as we are having wars all around the world, our younger generation, well, they might just reinforce the draft. These are things that we probably don't have conversations about, but I have a son and I'll have grandchildren. I always think about that. So what I have noticed is that I know your heart. It's just that. When someone wants to give it back to you, you, I don't want to use the word sabotage because you keep it open. You don't sabotage it and close it. I mean, you definitely keep the circular, you know, thing aware of who they are and aware of love and love life. They can also look at you being full of shit. They're like, she opened me up and that motherfucker's closed. And they see your games. That's what enlightenment is about. Um, I dated someone and, you know, that person and that person said to me, when I opened the door to give you all of me, you couldn't do it. I had to close the door because I didn't understand how to accept love. And so, you know, it's a reflection when you open their mirror, when you give them the mirror, you know, you know, it's a two way mirror. They, They can see you and they can feel you especially when you care about someone. There's an intimate thing there. Um, I was dating another man who I'm like, I love you, I love you. And he's like, yeah, you do. You don't even know how to hug, Shirley. Very similar to you saying, I don't know how to um, 
say I love you. I I I I'm the big I talk about everyone else talking about the same person ain't good or that good. No, I will run. You say you love me, I'm out. <laughs> I will set up a talk that thing in a minute. That's not you. Your whole thing is you don't even acknowledge the fact that you're blocking the love. You don't even acknowledge the power that you're these men that come around you that are completely just not prepared to have a spiritual um awareness. Like you said, you're always going to come into your life and there's going to come for a reason and you open the door. But the part of that, the statement of self was that you were entitled to it too. And that's what I've witnessed. And I have also been on the side of the men that you have dated because I'm like, God damn it, they have emotions. When you are empath, in my opinion, and you open up people's hearts, I would hope that you wouldn't open up several hearts because you can't be there for them. And it's a different opening of the heart. I remember uh, working with my friend, opening my heart. I was like, dude, I, I really like to close this. This is really bothering me. I can, I, I can feel things. I touch, no. And I had to learn how to live with an open heart, open soul, and open awareness of my, my, um, my shortcomings. But you open hearts and you leave them going all over and you have this one place where you're looking for love. But that person saying, no, you're not. You don't even open the door to me, but you're yet you're giving me your light because you see I'm entitled to it, but you stay in the dark and you play games. They can see it. That's my share with you. It's like accept the love and keep it keep it small because you'll be pleasantly surprised how the person that you really love and who loves, begins to love himself, you guys can work through things. But as long as you bring in other people that you are inadvertently, because of your, your spoken gift, you're keeping them awake, they're going to keep coming for you. You know, and at some point you're like, okay, you're getting on my nerves, <laughs> you know. Um, so you have to be careful. One, and closing on that, one person um, told me that we have to, our bodies are a very sacred temple. So is our share, so is our love. And just because we have the capacity to fuck everybody in town and change the sheets and name the sheets and shit like that, been there, done that, you know. My body does not want to do that. My soul is just, it, it, it just wants to be at peace with self. And whoever I share myself with, that's sacred. It might not last forever, but that moment in time is real and sacred. And I think you have people in your life that that could be of real if you allow it. Well, <laughs> you know, it's always a little, um, you know, we've we've gotten a, we've gotten very personal here, and you know, of course, I'm sitting here like, uh, <sighs> like I need to take a breath, but um, mm-hmm. you know, there's one particular person that you cheer for constantly, um, mm-hmm. and I just sometimes I just don't understand that, and you know. Um, because of the situation, and um, maybe you see something that I don't. Maybe you, you know, that I, I just, I think I used to see, but when someone tells you straight up, you know, this is what it is, you have to take mm-hmm. that, right? You have to, and they mm-hmm. tell you, regardless of what you can conjure up in your mind, 
this is what this situation is. So mm-hmm. don't conjure up some shit in your mind. And when you're when that's drilled in your head enough times, um, you know, you it, it starts to break you down a little bit. Um, and you, you, for those listening, you probably don't really understand what I'm saying, but Shirley does, um, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's, it's just for now. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom always said, you, you really, it's not what a person says, it's what a person does. Well, you can't even argue with that, home. When that person when that person, you, you know what, you're right, I can't argue with that, homie. But that was just dumb. When that That's person dumb. starts to, when that person starts to act on what it is that they told you a long time ago, then you have to go, okay, you know what, this, this is this is real. And what yeah. what are you, what else are you supposed to do, right? I had to retreat because. Mm-hmm there wasn't anything else that I could do. They were not giving me the opportunity mm-hmm. to do anything else but to retreat. So I do. Um, and, you know, I don't see anything wrong with dating, dating, you know, more than mm-hmm. – um, if you're not in a committed relationship with someone, you're not going to just be one person. You're just not – I'm not, you know, I'm not in a committed relationship with, you know – anyone, um, you know, I guess, I mean, no one has said, hey, you know, that conversation hasn't happened. You you Mm -hmm. understand? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. So, you know, I I am looking for companionship. I am looking for Mm -hmm. love. And I don't have time. Time is not my friend right now. Um, I don't have time to sit around and wait until someone gets ready to say, okay, I'm ready now. What if that's a year from now? What if that's two years Mm -hmm. from now? I don't have time like that to sit and wait. I can't. And if you can't make that decision at this moment and you don't know Mm -hmm. that that's where your heart is leading you to and you don't have that conversation with me, don't expect me to wait. Mm Mm-hmm. You, you know, let me, you have, me. you have, I'll, hold on, Mary, 10 minutes on the show, and I just want to get this out very quickly. I understand what you're saying, but you don't end relationships. You let them linger. You play games. If what you're talking uh, about is not working, right, then you end it and you cleanse. A cleanse can be 24 hours, whatever. You cleanse and you place that relationship for where it should be so that you are in totality with the next person you date. That is not what you do. You leave all this stuff open and every relationship and every bit of your energy flows through all of them at the same time. It's not fair. You're not giving anyone an opportunity to get to know who you are truly because you're not giving all of you. That's the only thing I've ever asked of you. Complete those in those, you know, okay, three Three strikes, you're out. This is not working. This is not, hey, how are you doing? I'm going to come see you. No. That's, you'll never find someone to give yourself to when it's always bits and pieces somewhere else. That's the tough part. I understand that. And you know what? I, uh, I will honestly say that, you know, as you have continued to say that to me, Throughout our, uh, you know, personal conversations outside of the show, 
Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that I have, I honestly have considered that. And you mm-hmm. are 100% right. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, that is, uh, I think that that's correct, not for me, not just for me, but for anybody, anybody that's mm-hmm. out there dating, especially, you know, people our age, it's like, you know, we just, we don't have time. You know, I have other friends, other girlfriends that are, you know, in the same situation, they're looking for love and, you know, they've kind of got a couple of, you know, they're they're dating. They're dating a couple of people. They're talking to a couple of people, maybe three, and four people. Fine. They may not be mm-hmm. sleeping with all of them, but mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're dating them or whatever. Um, but I, I get what you're, I do understand what you're saying. Like if you, you've got to give yourself wholly to somebody in order to expect them to give that back to you and even to be open for something to be able to transpire. Yeah. And let me add this, because I'm going to connect it to your cancer, to cancer people with cancer and so on and so forth. Cancer can be a simple definition of things just kind of going haywire. When you are having sex with different people, <laughs> that that's it's like, what? Who's coming down? Bob, Bill, who? No, I'm just messing around. So when you have, are deciding to have sex, I'm talking about sex or, you know, making love to someone, that's very intimate, and that should not be with one and then the other and the other because, number one, you should honor your body and your soul. Number two, it's just not good for the healthy well-being of whatever's going on inside of you. Number three, that's, again, that should be with someone you really care about. You can date 100 million people. This is when you start maybe deciding to have that sexual relationship. That has to be something that's conducive for not only you but for your body for your soul and spreading that it's just not healthy balance is what cancer is about something inside of you is not balanced or whatever well having all kinds of different situations inside of you <laughs> could also cause a continual imbalance and that's all i'm saying you know you, oh you are 100 percent correct we talked about that um a couple of shows ago i believe it's like you know um your someone's energy can really um you know someone's Someone else's pH balance, um, I think we talked about, like, mm-hmm. have, being in a relationship with someone and them kind of, you know, eating completely differently than you're eating. Mm-hmm. If you're eating um, healthily and they're not and you're sharing mm-hmm. your body with them, that can really uh, mess up your pH balance. That's right. Um, so it is, it is important to, um, you know, to, to share yourself with, uh, with, with, with one person. Um, really quick, because I know you have like one minute. I just want, I want to close this out because you're right. Like for instance, if I'm if I kiss a man and I, he's had fish, I break out because I'm allergic to fish. So it does really. <laughs> if, a man, if a man's like, oh babe, let's have lobster and have sex. That's not happening, bro. We're not even having lobster. So <laughs> it really, really does. Your body that does uh, it does show up when and when there's different uh, pHB, whatever you call it. Anyway, thank you for allowing me on your show. Um, and we talked about love life cancer and love life cancer and friendships and learning and I'm hoping that this show was useful it was useful to me and I hope it was useful for you and I appreciate you and I honor you and I'm very proud of you even though you fuck up I still am proud of you you still get a C for effort no that's it C for effort uh, what's an E for effort <laughs> no you're awesome E for effort okay. E for effort there you go um, there's a plane going by. I love living right here because I always am able to see these planes going by. It's right by the airport. Um, 
I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on today and being my co-host, my friend, um, for honoring me and um, and my life. Um, I honor our friendship. Uh, and I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today. If you were unable to listen live, you can always come back to the archives. Just go to blogtalkradio.com and go to the J. King Network. Um, and on that network, you can find Mary Had a Little Cancer. You can find all of our shows in the archive. Uh, as I said in the beginning of the show, you can find Shirley's show called Looking for My Give a Fuck, and that's F-U-K-K, every, su- every Sunday morning, rather, from 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 to 11.30 Central Standard Time, and 12 to 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, by going right. to Blog Talk Radio and just looking up, looking for my give a fuck. Uh, Thank you again. I just want to, oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And I love mm-hmm. you. Um, <laughs> oh, I love you too. There you go. <laughs> I got it out. <laughs> I was waiting. That uh, moment of silence. There you go. Look at that. We're learning from each other. I, I said it. There you go. All right. Well, um, I'm going to hang up now. End your show. And again, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Shar. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay. Um, so, bye. So, mm-hmm. again, um, shout out to Shirley. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us today. Um, it's always a pleasure. We always have laughs, cries, uh, mostly laughs, though, because she's just funny as fuck. Um, so, thank you so much for to the J. King Network for allowing me this platform to come on here um, almost every Sunday because it seems like I've been missing like every other Sunday. Uh, we're going to try not to miss any time, but again, as life happens, um, those things do happen. So uh, join us again next week, same bad time, same bad channel, right here on Blog Talk Radio on the J. King Network. Look for Mary Had a Little Cancer. Um, thank you for to all the foundations that have done things for breast cancer this month. Uh, Thank you to all of my supporters through my journey of breast cancer as we end out National Breast Cancer Awareness Month of um, the month of October every year. Um, You can can, uh, catch Kings in the Morning right here um, tomorrow, Monday through, and then, you know, Monday through Friday every morning. Uh, Just go to the J. King Network on Blog Talk Radio, and you can find the times. Again, thank you, everybody. Be graceful. Have a wonderful week, and make someone smile today, tomorrow, the next day, and every day there forward. Sean Patrick, we love you. We miss you, and we'll see you all next week.